0: Welcome to the Milk Bar. Welcome along
1: to episode 633 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forest here with you as ever. And before I tell you what's coming up on the show, I've got to say thank you to Nick and the gang from Week 13 for my Week 13 mug. That is a better quality drinking beverage holder, and uh, I shall be enjoying that in the not-too-distant future. Meanwhile, I shall re-pick up my Milk Bar mug for this week's show, and that'll have to be me too. Right what's going on uh, we'll be having a chat with DJ and Dr Badalia all about the importance of the 18 through 24-year-olds getting their vaccines, particularly ahead of it being a requirement to go out clubbing in the month of September. Uh, we'll be finding out what's going on with PJ Taylor and Kyle Finn. They've got some fantastic music for us. Uh, Dean Friedman joining us for a chat from the US all about his latest album release, which comes out on the 27th of August. Also talking to Adam Millichip or about the TWS Sports podcast, End of Season 1, thinking towards season two sort of scenario uh, that's coming up plus as well as all that we'll be hearing about rent it's been put on by Cre- Creation theatre company and they are producing a brilliant show coming up in september into october over at the dove house theatre in solihull finding out from do the cast all about that that's on the show this week <laughs> Dean Friedman's latest album, American Lullaby, is released in the latter part of August. He joins me now to tell me more about the album and anything else that happens to be happening to him. Hello, sir.
2: Hey, Jason. Good evening or good morning, as the case may be.
1: <laughs> yes, well, we were talking at a peculiar time of day. You're in uh, the US at the moment. Uh, obviously, the current situation has somewhat curbed your usual UK touring.
2: Indeed. Uh, it was uh, traumatic having to reschedule a 40 city tour uh, and uh, since that time i've, I've actually rescheduled it all, uh, more than once but i am determined to uh, hit the road uh, and unless some giant meteor smashes into the face of the moon uh, which uh, you know precluding airfare i air travel i am intent on grabbing my guitar getting on a plane and uh, hitting the road uh, next year 2022 starting in April, I'll be touring all over the UK. Uh,
1: that isn't stopping, you know, performing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year, as uh, you've got some virtual dates coming up over the next week or so.
2: Indeed. Uh, now, this would have been my 18th uh, appearance at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, uh, my favourite place to be in August, not just because the weather's much nicer in Scotland than, than here in New York in, in the sweltering summer, but also because you're surrounded by, you know, all this t- energy and, and creative talent and people taking uh, creative chances. It's really inspiring. Uh, and so even though I'm not going to be there live on, on the ground, I, I, I'm going to be there virtually. And so uh, for two weekends for a total of six nights Uh, August 13, 14, 15, and then again August 20, 21, 22 at 8pm. I'm going to be performing uh, my uh, premiere of my brand new album American Lullaby. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll be performing all the songs live, uh, as well as, you know, a whole bunch of familiar radio hits as well. (laughs) Uh, And I'll be performing it here Uh, in a Zoom concert uh, from right here in my home studio here in Peekskill, New York, uh, where you're seeing me wave right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it is an unusual
1: experience doing something like that because you're going to be doing an evening gig at lunchtime, uh, and the, if we want to head up, to, obviously, we have to go to Edinburgh to see a Zoom concert, which is uh, intriguing. It's different from a quick one on the train. So it is possible because I know you have a, a host of fans here and you've played that city numerous times. And I know we won't be too far off seeing you again. But it, that must be strange in itself.
2: Well, let me just clarify there. You don't have to go to Edinburgh to see the Zoom concert. You can sit in your own living room or bedroom or look at your smartphone or laptop or any device. And uh, you can just log into the to the Zoom link uh, if you've purchased a ticket and see it from the comfort of your own home. So that, that uh, is all good then. We can join in properly. We can, in fact, do it every time you play. Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, when I first started, when the tour, my actual UK tour had to be cancelled because of the pandemic, uh, I, I was a little skeptical about doing Zoom concerts, But after having done them for now uh, over a year, uh, I have really grown to appreciate them because the thing is, Jason, there's this weird kind of intimacy in a Zoom event. Because, so for example, at a live gig, I can see usually the first two rows of people's faces and their reactions to my singing, but in a Zoom concert, I can see everybody in the audience, not just the first few rows. <laughs> and what's more, they can see themselves, which is kind of remarkable. If you think about a live gig, usually sitting in the audience, you see the back of people's heads in front of you. That's about it. And in a Zoom concert, uh, 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 by comparison, you see everybody in the audience. And you know, I can see right into their homes. They're sitting in their uh, sofa like I, I'm looking at you now. <laughs> uh, you can see their pets hopping up and down on their laps. You can see their families wandering in and out. You can see what they're snacking on or what they're uh, drinking and sipping. So there, as I say, there's this weird intimacy, and it actually fosters a, a kind of real sense of community. Uh, and as I've been doing these Zoom concerts the last Sunday of every month, uh, I have really grown to appreciate them, as has have the audience. So I'm inviting your listeners to uh, join my Zoom concert at the Edinburgh F- Four, during the Edinburgh Fringe. It's not actually going to be in Scotland. <laughs> I'm going to be broadcasting from right here in, in my uh, home studio, the Hong Kong Goose Studios, here in Peak School, New York. Uh, but uh, y- y- the audience will be right there in the zoom gallery and uh, it'll be interactive and you'll be able to make noise and uh, boo or clap.
1: Well, <laughs> how have you see fit at that point? <laughs> exactly
2: so it's going to be a lot of fun I'm looking forward to it and tickets are available through my website deanfriedman.com or through the Edinburgh Fringe website which is edfringe.com. Okay so we can
1: join in with the Fringe which is jolly good fun to do. But I mean, with the the album itself, I mean, you've been doing this for a little while, and you're renowned for the fun that you have. How, how many decades are we classing this as now? Are we not saying six, surely, are we?
2: <laughs> well, I don't think it's six. Maybe coming up on five. How's that? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, with, with the press that's running around this one as well. Uh, it It's interesting because, I mean, uh, American Lullaby, uh, the title track from the album, that is poignant, meaningful, and uh, a a song which tells a a tale of a nation, and it's not all good. Uh, And it also sits alongside something like uh, the, the, the song which is celebrating birthdays.
2: Well, you know what? The whole album, American Lullaby, is my personal take, my reaction to all the very crazy, insane things that have happened here in America and consequently around the world over the last six years, uh, ever since all my countrymen and women woke up to a, a, a very disturbed reality TV show hosts consummate carn artists and money launderer. Uh, I think who you mean was the, president, became the president of the United States <laughs> and uh it just blew everybody's minds even his supporters were shocked he, and and him most of all I I I I'm convinced he never believed he was actually going to win uh, and lo and behold he lo and behold he did uh and it really uh shattered everyone's security their sense of security and confidence that that people in charge knew what they were doing and <laughs> Uh, I think it it frightened the world uh, that something like that could happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, That someone with those kinds of uh, authoritarian fascist leanings uh, was actually in charge of of the biggest world power uh, for the moment. And uh, it also uh, caused a lot of foreboding because people that knew him in New York uh, and knew of his lack of character uh, and his very vindictive bullying nature uh, were uh, afraid for what was inevitably going to happen, and so when hundreds of thousands of people died unnecessarily because of his incompetent handling of the pandemic and his refusal to even acknowledge it or suggest that we imbibe bleach, uh, it was not a surprise. It was a tragic uh, consequence, but it was not a surprise, and and that's just one of many issues that we've been grappling with all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not just the pandemic, uh, but the the climate crisis, which, you know, for years we talked about as, as being pending or looming. It's no longer pending, it's no lo- longer looming. The, the climate change is upon us and the West Coast is on fire and uh, Europe is flooding. All these things are happening at once and they're happening at a rapid pace. So. I I was having trouble wrapping my head around it. And so uh, this album was my really emotional response to this bewilderment and this confusion, and uh, an effort to try and understand for myself what it was all about, what was happening. Uh, And hopefully, you know, people can either uh, relate to it or get some comfort or solace from it, or at least be distracted for a period of time (laughs) from. Uh, the reality that is staring us in the face. It's not all doom and gloom, even though I'm dealing with difficult subjects. I make sure to, as is my habit, to to leaven it with a, a very healthy amount of humour and, and an ample dose of silliness.
1: Yeah, too much stuff, I think embodies that. It takes on the serious side that we all have too much stuff these days, which is impacting the environment in exactly the same way as climate change because it creates climate change, but we we genuinely do have too much stuff.
2: Well, it is definitely a commentary on our obsessive consumerism, and uh, and also sometimes an innate characteristic of, uh, of folks I know, including myself. Uh, in fact, all I have to do is look at the the studio wall behind me and to conclude that I, I genuinely do have too much stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and yet. I, uh, I I sing about it uh, with some empathy <laughs> for <laughs> the, the, the folks that are, are, uh, have succumbed to it, um, because it, it is in part human nature to, to observe and categorize and collect. And, uh, you know, sometimes we get a little carried away. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you do the best you can.
1: And, and doing the uh, things like Uh, Discussing mask usage and uh, and and the other side of that, it's your your works. I mean, I'm not going to say political, but it's it's it is something which is a a reflection of hopefully a a freer, more sensibly thinking side of uh, a lot of society these days.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, It's definitely not an album filled with love songs, although there are (laughs) a few songs on it uh, that are, uh, to my mind, love songs uh, that. try and offer solace and comfort to a, a, a friend or a loved one uh, and uh, it, it, it as I said from the beginning it was my attempt to to chronicle all the very complicated things that uh, the world is facing right now that, that are happening at such a, a, a fast pace and uh, with so little clarity uh, that our heads are spinning and I I you know, I try to make sense of it for myself or at least to express it because if you don't acknowledge the crazy things that are happening, then you're going to be woefully unprepared to deal with what's coming in the future. Uh, and so uh, you know, I, I, I also try to keep it optimistic because I'm optimistic at heart. That's my nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, there are some real serious issues that we have to deal with. And I, and I try to touch on all of them Uh, or as many of them (laughs) as I can fit into 12 tracks on the album. Um, But again, I I try to balance it with humor. And the reason I I conceived of of the album uh, as an American lullaby is because if you think about it, uh, there's a curious thing that is common to lullabies. In every culture on earth, in every corner of the globe, uh, you know, parents... Will sing their babies to sleep with lullabies that that are filled with these dire, terrible warnings about awful things that can happen to children. I mean, think about rockaby Rock," you know, Talk rockaby baby, baby." On yeah. the treetop, mm-hmm. when the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. You know, this is this lullaby of putting a little kid to sleep, and they're falling out of the tree, and the cradle is landing on their heads. Now, how are you supposed to put a kid to sleep that way? But uh, what I take it to mean is that these lullabies are an effort by one generation to educate and to warn and prepare the next generation for the reality of the difficult things that they will face as they uh, grow up and face the world. Uh, but they don't want to scare the hell out of the little baby, so they they couch those messages and those lessons in a a, a soothing and comforting uh, vessel, a lullaby, uh, so that they learn as they're drifting off to sleep. It's sugar coating and education on life. There you go. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine (laughs) go down. So that's that's my take on it. And uh, that's really how I've tried to structure and balance this whole album. Uh, It's meant to be listened to from beginning to end. And I try to also leave on a a, a hopeful, optimistic note, because as I said, that is my nature. And I do believe that we have the capacity and the the tools and the skill set to address these problems that we're facing, uh, that our governments are not doing a great job of uh, mitigating. Um, But, uh, you know, uh, we'll either fix it or we're going to be fighting for seats on Elon Musk's uh, space shuttle to Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm more hopeful that we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll do better than, than mm-hmm. we've been doing. And the last track on the album uh, expresses that in a way. Uh, it's called On a Summer's Night. And even in the midst of all the doom and gloom and the difficult subjects that uh, are, are dealt with in the album, uh, I do think it's incumbent uh, upon us to always be aware of the, of the blessings that we do have, the good things uh, that uh, are on this world that we uh, inhabit uh, and uh, the good people in our lives. So uh, I, I, I try to make note of that, is that even in the midst of, of all these difficult times, at this moment, on this summer's night, the world seems calm, uh, and uh, the world seems right. The,
1: the album itself, I've been looking to dip into it uh, as a, a preview copy, and uh, the, the, it, yes, it is fun, And but the, the sound of it, I mean, it, it, the, the recording, it's just such a rich sound to it too. I mean, how have you could put that together? Is, is it just you on there, or have you got a team who are sat in a cupboard wearing masks just down the hallway?
2: Well, uh, I'd say 95% of it was recorded uh, right here in this studio on this microphone uh, with this uh, Dell uh, all-in-one PC. Uh, and uh, you know, with this guitar and that keyboard uh, and uh, this harmonica. But I did have the uh, able assistance of uh, a handful of really fine talented musicians who uh, recorded uh, parts for the album remotely and then, uh, you know, sent them here uh, through the Internet. And I assembled the parts and, and mixed them down and, and uh, the, the album resulted. So, for example, uh, there's a tune uh, called I Wish You Joy. Uh, and uh, the background vocals uh, were contributed from uh, the U.K. and uh, and, uh, Belfast, uh, uh, England, Belfast, uh, Los Angeles, uh, and, uh, there were, uh, cello parts uh, that were contributed, uh, by, uh, Kevin Fox, uh, up in Canada, uh, a beautiful flugelhorn part by, uh, Marvin Stam here in, uh, Westchester. Um, uh, so folks like, uh, Katie Rose Bennett and Charlotte Campbell and, uh, Mm -hmm. Zolene Mayberry, and um, uh, I hope I'm not leaving people out. And of course, my daughter, Hannah, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) contributed to all this. And my my son, Sam Friedman, who's a really talented keyboard player and harmonica player, uh, plays a lot of the keyboard and uh, harmonica that's on the new album. So uh, if it sounds uh, richly produced, uh, I have to give uh, a credit to all those fine, talented musicians who, uh, you know, recorded their parts and sent them in and allowed me to, to, to make the album sound bigger than it actually uh, was, and uh, for that I'm grateful.
1: It is sounding awesome. The 27th of August is the release date for the single and the album. Uh, The video, uh, as as we sit here now, is on the verge of being released into the wild. Uh, We will be able to pick that up online. All of this, I'm guessing, like the tickets for the Edinburgh gig and everything else through the the website itself?
2: Absolutely. You can get uh, uh, tickets to the Edinburgh Fringe uh, virtual Zoom concert. Uh, which you can watch from anywhere <laughs> uh, even out for a walk uh, walking the dog on your device or a smartphone. Uh, so you can get tickets to the zoom concert which uh, again is August 13 14 15 and 20 21 and 22 8pm UK time you can get those tickets on my website or the edfringe.com website uh, and uh, you can also uh, pre-order uh, copies of the brand new album American Lullaby on my website. Uh, And you can even get tickets to next year's live gigs right now uh, in the gig section of my website. So I invite your listeners uh, to just uh, visit deanfriedman.com or send me an email and uh, you'll get on the email list and be able to keep in touch. Um, uh, And uh, actually tomorrow is when I'm going to premiere the the brand new video uh, for the title track American Lullaby and uh, I'm uh, looking forward to it and people's reactions to it so far. Uh, the, the, the reactions uh, have been that it, it's a, you know, a powerful piece of work, which is really gratifying.
1: Well, you're playing Shrewsbury and Birmingham on the tour next year, so those are our closest gigs. You're a legion of fans can head over that way from uh, around by us, uh, and it's going to be, as I, I assume, great fun. As you, you already talked about, I mean, whenever you're playing these gigs, there's a, there's a mixture of music from a number of decades, and uh, you know, th- th- we know that. I mean, your your career is huge in the US, but massive in the UK, and I think the UK is taking it to heart even more than your home nation, hasn't it?
2: Well, I'm grateful for that, even though it's a schlep. <laughs> Uh, it's worth it uh, to be able to get up on stage and share my songs with what's with, with always been a, a very appreciative audience. And uh, when you're writing songs, uh, you want folks to, to hear them and enjoy them. And uh, so that's something uh, I am always grateful for. And uh, we'll, you know, as long as I'm able to do my virtual concerts uh, uh, from home, or get on a plane and do live gigs. uh, I plan on doing just that, sharing these songs and and keep doing what I do.
1: Well, it's uh, an awesome album, well worth a listen. Make sure you get your copy pre-ordered, which you can either have physically or virtually, and uh, of course the virtual gigs to come over the next few weeks and then the real thing in the not-too-distant future. Do both. It'll be great. Dean Freeman, thank you for joining us.
2: Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jason. All the best, and all the best to your listeners. Don't you cry It's an American lullaby Manifest destiny's a lie It's an American lullaby Half moon sailing through the night track of a musket-fired first light Always keep your powder dry It's an American lullaby Rest your head and dreams you'll fly It's an American lullaby Blaze a trail across the sky It's an American lullaby Drinking gourd will point the way Stealth by night and sleep by day Like Joe, you can rely. It's an American lullaby. And clench your fist and dry your eye. It's an American lullaby. Judgment served from up on high. I The best late plants have gone awry Across the shallows, do or die, it's an American lullaby, headlights shining in the dark. Short supply. It's an American love
1: Dovehouse Theatre in Solihull Hall from the 23rd of September through to the 2nd of October, the Creators Theatre Company are bringing Rent to the stage. Two of the stars are Mike Bentley and Matthew James, and they join me now to tell me more about the show. Hello to you both. How's it going? Hello, how are you, Jason? I'm good, all good here. Right, let's start off by finding out whom you play and a bit of the background on the characters, because here's a disclosure, I've not seen Rent in its 25 years. I I must (sighs) do, and I think we have the right cast now for me to go and see it, which is my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. So Mike, tell us (laughs) a bit about Benny to begin with.
3: Uh, Benny is an amazing character. He's sort of one of the characters that is a catalyst in the show. He uh, used to live with Mark, Roger and Maureen and uh, he moves out, he's married a a girl called Alison, which is named something else in the show that I'll let you discover um, as we go through. And uh, there's a backlog of rent that Roger and Mark have not paid. And uh, that leaves Benny to come round and give them the really bad news that actually he needs all the rent paying back and uh, there is going to be a major development in their flat. And that starts the the piece really, and really where sort of Rent starts from. But uh, it's based on Puccini's opera La Boheme, and it really does follow the ups and downs of a year in the life of a group of very impoverished, uh, very artistic friends living in Manhattan's East Village. Um, Mark, who's played by Matt, plays a really aspiring filmmaker, struggling to find his place in the world. And his roommate, Roger, uh, that we were all friends together um, is a musician a really struggling musician he's HIV positive and he's wondering how he's going to leave his mark on the world um, being diagnosed with HIV mm-hmm. so that's sort of like the start of our relationship if that makes sense.
1: Yeah because I mean HIV itself at the time this was written was more deadly than now uh with the right medication it's now a condition rather than a death sentence mm. and uh, so the, the story itself would, would have evolved if you were telling the same tale now it would be very different so uh, I, th- I think this is it's great to get like a snapshot in time and, and mass when it comes to a uh, mark's role uh, how do you see So it's him fitting in with all of this and and a lot of the the stereotypes that were around at that point in time.
4: I think Mark's quite an inevitable kind of character, really, because he's the one that outlives everybody. So he's the one that that knows that and that has that knowledge of, uh, you know, doesn't matter whether it's going to be three years, five years, ten years at one point. Or another he's going to watch all of his friends leave him you know before he even reaches like say like an old age or a retirement age so it's a uh, I think it's quite a poignant sort of character to play to make sure that you know there's always going to be people that are alone that have nobody or I don't know that um that watch everything and he's very like on a lot of our promo we use the word for Mark Voyeur, which um you know he's always looking for that adventure, but also he captures sort of everything and he wants to make sure that he's always got a, a living memory of um, All of his friends and all these characters in the show that we uh, that you will that you will soon meet Yeah, and and if it, we were looking at today He'd be
1: the one doing the, the vlog about everything that was going on in the flat and you would you would see the life of this community through his eyes on the internet obviously that wasn't in the, the, the sort of uh, presence it has now when it was, was written and when we're set. It's uh, it, it's just not a thing.
4: I think if it, it was if, it, if Rent was set in today, uh, the mark would be some sort of TikTok famous or like some sort of TikTok <laughs> Instagram influencer, which like I'm not by the way. Uh, <laughs> the way that it would push for 2020 Rent 2021 if it was written
2: then.
1: <laughs> now with with the show and the the creative team behind it uh, i mean this is going to be an amazing show you've got a fantastic venue to play in just down the road in Solihull and uh, and mike i mean you must be excited about that side of things too
3: oh absolutely i mean to get back on stage i think for both myself and matt it's been you know coming up for 2 years since we've performed you know a theatre piece so we're so excited and we've got such a fantastic creative team as you say our director Richard Ag is absolutely brilliant is not only a great visionary, but it's a fantastic leader. He understands the characters so well. He's cast a really good mix of characters, not just the eight principles, but also um, our ensemble cast as well. who we have to play a multitude of different characters throughout the whole piece, from a homeless person to them being a parent, to them being a police officer. They have to really be diverse and, and really instinctive. And Suzanne Ballard, um, who's our choreographer, has set some really interesting chore- um, dance routines within the show. Uh, Rent isn't known for its choreography actually, uh, but Suzanne's got such a big choreographic background that she's added a lot of street dance within the show um, and that's making it really interesting. I've never seen so much dance. I even get to dance a tango uh, in the <laughs> show uh, for, for, for proper, so that's amazing. And then we've got Chris Davis, who's our musical director, who is just astonishingly brilliant as well. Um, and, you know, you need a good creative team around you to get the very best from each performer. and I think we feel safe. We've obviously had to work through a lot of COVID conditions like every um, you know theater group are, are having to do. And that hasn't made it easy, but they've made it easy for us to transverse, you know, through that and to actually get to know each other and, and get to, you know, form this special bond that's required uh, to do Rent because it's a, a show that everybody's got to be in it and it's, and it's a very much a team piece. It's a team piece. It's an emotional piece as well. And uh, it is one that is going to
1: explore the, the stress and strains on any relationship, but doing it all through song too. Uh, and Matt, I mean, you, your background is musical theatre. You've uh, uh, done cruise ships in the past and will do In the Not Too Distant Future again, I'm sure. Uh, but you've also toured with some amazing shows itself. And I mean, you, again, must love the music from the show. Because although I'd say I've never seen the show, I know a number of the songs and they... It, it's just hairs up on the back of the neck
4: time, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I was brought up on 70s, 80s, 90s rock and roll. So this whole show and this whole score is like a basically it's like a rock opera. (laughs) So it's like I'm living the dream kind of. Um, But, you know, through the songs and through sort of like the beautiful melodies that Jonathan Larson has created and the harmonies and the atmosphere that that the music creates for certain scenes and for the piece itself, it's um, yeah, it's gonna tug a few hearts. Sh- it's gonna tug a few strings in your heart. So yeah, I
0: think,
4: you know, especially we've got like knockout vocals as well. Like, wait till you hear uh, Dan as Collins or you know Ash as Roger, because they are just like it blows your mind when you hear them sing this material. And like, I cried the first time I heard um, Dan sing uh, one of his songs, and it was a beautiful moment.
1: And for yourself, obviously, uh, there's there's an awful lot going on behind the scenes. Um, I mean, we we joked a little bit about the the vlogging side of things. Actually, you are sharing some background stuff as well
4: as this goes along, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's quite um an interesting. I don't know, quite innovative way. I don't know of sharing promo to you know to sort of show people what we're what we're up to um i quite enjoy it because it helps me kind of get into character that way so i quite like to just kind of like tease people as i'm walking around rehearsals even if like footage never gets used it's just still quite nice to have that little bit of uh that little bit of method about me just to sort of go around and you know try and capture everybody <laughs>
1: And for Creators Theatre, this is the first production and I'm sure the first of many. And it's a group that have come together uh, to, to, to really uh, give yeah, people a chance to shine. And uh, as a company that is new, again, Mike, I mean, the, the energy there must be awesome.
3: Yeah, so Creative Theatre Company uh, was set up, as you say, it's brand new. It's a vibrant new theatre company in Sully Hall in the West Midlands. Um, Richard, Suzanne and Chris uh, really wants to build a vision uh, which is dedicated to enthusiastic, non-commercial cast and crew, bespoke um, to every production and a company that shared the desire to create an unforgettable musical theatre experience and that, I think that mantra has definitely gone through the whole of the cast and and how it's you know being created down to all the artwork that's been created for the show and you know what we're what we're trying to do the sound as, as Matt said is absolutely phenomenal I've had the opportunity of doing rent, rent before I think Matt's done Rent before and I think we can both honestly say that this is a fantastic production. You know, the harmonies and the, the the level of voices that we've got in a room. I don't know whether it's because we've all had a break and we're all like, let's just sing the room off. Um, but uh, yeah, th- there's this energy about getting back into musical theatre and making it happen. And, uh, you know, that's strikingly amazing. I've just got to shout out, you know, um, Jason, Andrew, who plays Angel, is just probably the best angel I've ever seen. And I'm old enough to have seen plenty of angels in my life. (laughs) Um, And he is just phenomenal. Um, Kendra is amazing as Maureen. She did a live vocal on a radio show a couple of weeks ago. And uh, you want to check it out at Creators uh, Theatre Company. um, And it's just absolutely amazing. She sang over the moon um, literally like you know as an acoustic piece it's just Absolutely phenomenal. I think, you know, the, the cast and, and what people are going to see is, is going to be amazing. So come and see us 23rd of September to the 2nd of October. It's the 25th anniversary of Rent. It's a Pulitzer Prize winner as well. Um, we've got a special uh, Colour My World. Uh, we've got a special ball as well, um, you know on the second week of Rent. Um, and uh, it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. And as you say, the Dove the House Theatre is an amazing theatre space and lends itself so well to performing Rent.
1: So Dev House Theatre, as you said, 23rd of September through until the 2nd of October. Uh, CreatorsTheatre.com is the website. Get your details into there and through there, get your tickets. Uh, you also find them on Facebook as well. And uh, Matt, is, is all this stuff that you're creating going on your page or on the uh, the group site?
4: No, it'll go through. So if you want to check out like our BTS uh, rehearsal vlog it's all on the Creators Theatre Company Facebook and I'm sure everybody and then mum has Facebook now <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, is there, just type it in and it'll all be there like I do sort of like weekly vlogs or I'll do little bits that give you like a s- little snippet I don't know something it'll be a surprise every week so just tune into it
1: yeah even you don't know what's going to happen yet which is uh, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> Yeah, you can
3: follow us on Instagram as well I think we've, uh, oh, we've got maybe. quite a lot of traction on Instagram so come and follow us on Creators Theatre Company on Instagram Okay, Chris
1: This Company is the name you're looking out for. I certainly want to watch. And with their 25th anniversary celebratory production of Rent this September into October, you're going to absolutely adore what we already know is an award-winning, amazing show. Uh, Mike and Matt, thank you both for joining us. Thank,
3: thank you, you, Jason. <laughs>
1: Right, in a moment of news time, we'll be having a bit of a nutter with Kyle Finn and PJ Taylor. Before we do, let's take a listen to some of Kyle's work. This is his solo release, Piscean.
0: About the distance, cause
5: the minds of our resistance We travel the world together, every time is a new adventure Look forward to when I see you, to laugh at the things we've been through Like Venus, let's always stay true, who's ever so peaceful? No more teasing, tell me, take some pleas And lay that will act and leave in we'll Neptune's prison They embrace heaven, but faithful wrenches earnestly The dull winds blow, and the star fees not in for <laughs> Piscean, tonight Piscean, tonight Piscean Tonight Piscean, tonight Piscean, tonight Who's that? Who's that? Who's no more sneezing, tell me take some please And Lily's cake will accidentally the neptune's freezing They're the, the birth, but they for which earned It's a go and flow, and then the garbage nuts
1: Carl Finn and PJ Taylor have been working hard on some brand new music an absolute summer anthem and they join me now to tell me more about it all hello voice. Oh, hi, how are you doing? I'm good and looking resplendent in uh, something of a, a summery uh, outfit or two down there.
6: <laughs> yeah, we've literally just got off stage. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah. explain
1: a bit more about this single and how it came together because we, we, we know both of you from various uh, projects and uh, we, we're currently waiting on the video for the single itself. But uh, we've got an awful lot happening, haven't we?
0: Yeah, yeah,
7: we've got so much going on uh, at the moment. I mean, we're performing around the country at Prides over the summer. Um, we've just started and it's very exciting we're actually having a fantastic time at the moment we're also getting gigs around the country as well but um, Bobby Endo has really really got people excited and in this collaboration the video should hopefully be out in the next week or so and we're also working on individual projects but we'll talk about that later on yeah
6: so basically during the lockdown we were we wanted to collaborate um about and we wanted to talk about something like going on holiday and sort of missing being able to just travel abroad and stuff. So we come up with this
7: idea of writing the song together. Yeah, we wanted to do something that was very poignant and we want we actually listened to some classic ragaton songs over the last few years and we wanted to recapture some of that magic for this song. Like Despacito. Exactly,
1: yeah. So we've got some awesome sounds, brilliant music behind it all. You two boys going out there and putting this on stage for everyone to have a bit of a bop around to. And all this on top of the, the backcast we have from both of you. So, uh, PJ, tell us a, a bit about your most recent work on your own be- before we hear more about uh, your work with Carl. Yeah, sure.
7: Um, I'm currently working on my second album, which is called Escapism. And... Um... Yeah, it's just, it's been, it's it's, re- it's really going well at the moment. I've got another four more tracks to record. Um, I've got another solo single coming out in September, but my most recent solo single is Broken Melodies. And I am absolutely thrilled to say that um, Broken Melodies is number four on the LGBT music chart top 50, which I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted about. <laughs>
1: Absolutely a round of applause, well deserved from uh, Kyle there. But
7: uh, yeah. it, uh,
1: it's, bit, it's it's all all going well, all good things. And uh, say so it's a chance to explore and share your music. And and Kyle, what's got what's happening in your world?
6: So this year I plan to release a single called Play Me, which I have I plan to do a music video. Well I planned to release it last year, but obviously things got put on hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I released it earlier this year, but I'm waiting till things get a little bit, better, bit more back to normal when I can film a music video for that. But then in the meantime, this project came up. So I thought I'll throw everything into this. So, um, yeah, because I've got a few dates this year, at festivals and um, nightclubs and pops. So um, I'm taking PJ with me. And, um, yeah, we're promoting this as well as my other music. And, yeah, it's going... Yeah,
1: going well. Well, and, and, and you're known for the, the upbeat nature of the songs that you produce, it is all feel-good music. And yeah, there's a story, there's a message behind each of your songs, uh, but there's, there, there, yeah, there is just, if people don't want to listen to the words, they don't have to, they can just move to the music. Yeah, certainly.
6: but this song, um, like, there is a bit of a storyline to this song. It is about a holiday romance, um, as well as sort of just wanting to go back to an island where you feel, like, alive and... Exactly.
7: Simply. Exactly, it's it's it speaks a lot about the pandemic, and because it starts off the lyrics two years on, and I'm still dreaming. So we wanted to write something that people not only people would enjoy, want to dance to, but people what people would be able to identify with. We went, we um, we did a gig on
6: Friday in Brimsby at the Old Exchange, and um, people hadn't heard our song before, and we sang it, and people actually got on stage with us and started dancing and it It was like it just felt like i mean doing stuff by myself feels i I enjoy it but having someone with me to share
7: that it's just like it just adds you know it just adds and it's like a part of the atmosphere it It actually felt like when they got up on stage it actually felt like they knew that song for a long time it felt like we were seeing a classic song such as um yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it felt, it felt, it felt that way, and you know, it's just, you know, when you, it's an amazing feeling when you get people up and singing and dancing with you. I mean, that is, that is really a good sign, from my experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, well, good luck with the track. We'll take a listen to it now. And uh, where can we go for uh, all the details? And, and obviously to track you two guys because there's going to be your, your own socials. And is there a joint social feed as well?
6: yeah
7: so um kyle the music for mine and yes um i'm um on instagram i'm pj taylor underscore music Um,
6: and we're selling the songs on itunes spotify amazon music and everything but we're also selling a cd at the moment um with our solo stuff
7: and also a few collaborations and to find us on Facebook, Carfin, um, PJ Taylor. So just our normal names on Facebook, and also um, i also on um, YouTube as well. So, yeah,
1: so get the details, get the track. And get moving to some brilliant tunes. Have a fantastic time at all of your festivals and everywhere else you play over the summer months. I'm sure this is going to be one that's going to be uh, remembered uh, as we head through into the next holiday season when people will actually be dancing to it on a Spanish island. That sounds like a good Yeah. and Carl, Fien, thank you both for joining me. Thank you.
7: Thanks so everyone. much. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
5: remember laughing, dancing Miles away, but not forgotten Holiday, life entails you Kyle Finn, PJ Taylor Two years on,
0: and I'm still dreaming I met you on the final evening One big regret that I had to leave Back at home, I tried to reach you Caught you up, in the me on All I have is a photograph of you These are the and we were so in tune. A faded memory In paradise with you
5: First kiss, it was the dead of night when water turns to mist, I sit alone and watch the ripples of a tear, then close my eyes and somehow you are sitting near, this is the place where I could not but help
0: pursue, just faded memories in paradise with you, voy
5: let's play we engaged the same age i fell as i walked you back to your hotel reminisce about a kiss like no other suddenly now i felt like summer i've had to wait time my fate had instilled looking back was a fantasy fulfilled
0: these are the words that i wish i had said to you there are just memories in paradise with you but the end
1: TWS Sports Podcast has completed its first season. They've been featuring also on WCRFM as we have brought you a little sample of each of their shows each week. Over the summer months, they're also sharing a few little bits of of the things that you haven't heard before that are only normally available as part of the podcast the whole season is there to enjoy too. And to confirm all of these details, I'm joined now by Adam Miller-Chip. Hello, guys. Hello. Thanks for,
8: thanks for having me this morning.
1: Well, it's always good to talk to you. So uh, uh, explain a bit more about what is going on with the TWS Sports Podcast for those who haven't already picked up on it.
8: So the TWS Sports Podcast is set up by Techno score um, in Wolverhampton, as you said. And we started about, I think it was March time. And myself, a colleague and... and two of the autistic students at, at the school um, chat each week and talk to sportsmen and women from a variety of sports from a variety of countries now. Um, we've had some really, really good guests on. And yet yeah, the whole idea of it was kind of to give our students the opportunity to to have a voice and develop communication skills, develop confidence, develop social skills through interviewing sort of top athletes. And also to kind of be advocate supporters and get the word of autism out there, get the word of autism awareness out to people and show what wonderful things children and young adults with autism can do.
1: Yeah, it is something which does affect the way they lead their day-to-day lives but equally it's something that they will show that they will work around and it isn't going to limit them it's just going to mean they approach things differently and I mean the whole ethos of Technorwood school is all about making sure that you, the students are, are ready for whatever life has in store for them and having been down to your health and well-being week and done a, a outside broadcast uh, on a Friday afternoon down there just before term finished I mean, it's great to see the sort of interactivity that's going on, uh, and, and the way in which the, the, the staff are, are all part of it as well. I mean, it's, uh, it, it is a school, it's classed as a special school, but actually it is just a, an awesome school, isn't it? You know, it, it, it isn't being judged, and it isn't internally judging on what anyone can or can't do.
8: No, I said, the, the staff, absolutely fantastic. They work so hard and so well with all the students. All the students are completely unique and different in their own ways, which makes them sort of extra special individuals. And, yeah, we just accommodate and work for the children and, and whatever the children kind of want to do or enjoy doing, we try and accommodate where we can and, and try and push their, push their talents.
1: Mm-hmm. And certainly, uh, having seen the encouragement that's been given in the areas of music and uh, the other things which are sort of going on as part of that well-being uh, day, you know, it is great to, to see that, that no one feels held back. They're just going in and, and doing what interests them. And, and this is where uh, the sports podcast really uh, has shone. And I, I think many of your guests have also been appreciative of the fact that they're, they're not being the same, asked the same questions as journalists ask.
8: Yeah, definitely ask kind of the feedback we, we get from the, the guests. And, yeah, they ask asked different questions. So, obviously, we touch on their career and that their highlights of their career and the lowlights. But also, we ask a lot about their kind of personal life, their hobbies, their other interests. Um, and some random questions like, which three people would you like to go for dinner with? And just questions that you wouldn't normally get asked at the end of a football match or a rugby match. Mm-hmm. And also, we try and highlight autism. So, we had a chat with Will Greenwood, British and Irish Lions rugby player. And he has an autistic daughter. So we chatted quite a lot about autism with him, his struggles, but also the positive as- aspects as a parent of autism. And it's something I didn't realise going into the interview. I had no idea that Will Greenwood had an autistic daughter. Um, but he chatted quite openly and honestly about it. And yes, yeah, so there's things like that that we talked about as well. And we had Thomas Henley, who is an autistic Commonwealth gold medalist. So we chatted a lot about autism, his struggles, but also the positive aspects of being autistic. So yeah, it's 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 a chat really. It's not about well it is about their career, but it's a bit more than that as well, which is which is good.
1: Yeah, and it's it's about the way in which the school works with the kids. Uh it's all about the person, it's not about what you can and can't do. And there's always something to shout about about absolutely everybody and whether it is their progress in sports or just talking through the other areas and other interests that they have, it shows that whole person and, and that's the important part of uh School.
8: Yeah, definitely. So it's a fantastic school. Um the ethos there is fantastic, every child is taken into account, every child is is pushed to try and reach their potential, whatever their ability is, and um, yeah, I can't, I can't speak highly enough to score, it's absolutely fantastic.
1: So uh, we have season two already in the planning, I'm looking forward to hearing new material from you there, but uh, what have you got lined up, have you got some big names so far?
8: Yes, yeah, so we've already recorded three episodes of season two. So episode one is going to be England goalkeeper Joe Hart. Um, episode two, I believe, is going to be former Welsh rugby player Alex Popham, who is doing a lot at the moment in rugby for reducing head injuries. Um, he's been diagnosed with early onset dementia. So he talks quite openly and honestly about that and how he set up a charity to minimise head injuries and head, head contact in rugby. Um, and I know there's a lot about that in moment in the sport, in the, in the news, and around football, and heading the ball as well, which, which he's doing a lot, to, a lot to change. Episode three is with Australian cricketer Martin Slavishane, who won the Ashes in 2019, and talks about the up-and-coming Ashes this year. And yeah, we have lots of other guests that are um, in the pipeline, so I don't want to reveal too much that we haven't done yet, but yeah, definitely got some great guests coming up.
1: Well, we look forward to the exclusive when you can give us more info on that. We will talk uh, ahead of season two starting and uh, see what else is in the pipeline then. But I, I know you're having some fun with your fantasy football league as well at the moment.
8: Yeah, definitely. So if you got a fantasy football league, come and join us. If you want to see what we're doing at the moment, if you just search TWS Sports Podcast, we're, that's our name on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. So yeah, you definitely find us and We've been speaking to, during the summer holidays, we've managed to speak to um, Will Greenwood each week about the Lions games. Mm-hmm. We spoke to Colin Jackson last week about the Olympics. We've been speaking to a few players um, playing in the cricket in hundred competition at the moment. So we're releasing things every day, pretty much
1: on our social media, so you can check that out. So it's all popping up on your socials. TWS Sports Podcast is what you're looking for. And uh, it's uh, not only an insight into... The world of these sports uh, people, but also uh, a, a great different angle on on life, and uh, yeah, it, it it has that conversation uh, around their their world, and and gives you a, something more. And it's because I mean, we, particularly with the Olympics ongoing, and when we see these. I mean, basically, in my eyes, they're kids now. I remember when I was the same age as them, thinking, oh, "I wish I could do that." Now I'm just, "I wish I could yeah, walk halfway up the stairs <laughs> at the same speed as I used to be able to." So you know, and that, it, yeah. it, it's it is uh, a Amazing to see what's going on out there. And it's like, that, that, that there is so much more to them. We, we've seen some of Tom Daly's world with his knitting. I, mean, I, I want to see more knitting <laughs> sports stars. What about you?
8: <laughs> Definitely. And, and a, they're so young that, wasn't it the 13 year old girl who won bronze at skateboarding? Mm-hmm. And I think it's back when I was 13 and I could never compete in the Olympic Games or do anything like that. So yeah, third place there. It's incredible. And just watching now, um, I see Jason Kenney's won his I think, seventh gold in the, on the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the things that our athletes are doing are incredible, so we we'll hopefully try and get in contact with some of them, hopefully get an Olympian on um, on next season, fingers crossed
1: Well that would be good to hear uh, Meanwhile, recap all those details again on where we find the TWS Sports Podcast so you can listen back to the whole of Season 1
8: Yeah, so you can listen back, um, if you just search TWS Sports Podcast we're available on all podcast apps and also on all social media it's very easy to find, our name is the same on all social media, so if you just either Google us or put it into social media. We're bound to grab and please give
1: us a listen. Oh, Adam, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us and we we'll look forward to the next episode when it comes brand new in September. Oh, thank you very much for having me. When we had a chat with Kyle Finn and PJ Taylor a little earlier on, at Broken Melodies that was a song that PJ was talking about, one of his pieces of work. Let's take a little bit of a listen to that now. Clubs and venues across the UK are looking for those who are attending to get their vaccines early to make sure they can continue to attend when legislation changes later this year. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Dr and DJ Badalia. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Well, good to talk to you. And uh, I know you've got a busy time ahead, not only with your work within the NHS in
9: the Midlands, but also a bit of DJing too. Exactly. It's been it's been a nonstop year for me. Well, year and a half, actually, working on the front line. In AE, intensive care units, respiratory wards, COVID wards, and more recently in the community in a GP setting, and also yeah, DJing in my scrubs from my kitchen, something I called NH sessions just to make people feel good and have a good time. Uh, but it is important that as we're looking towards the normality
1: returning, that we do get everybody vaccinated. And there's a slowdown in the number of under 30s who've been getting vaccines, those who yeah. are most likely to be heading out clubbing
9: exactly and i'm making it my mission today or today onwards to encourage 18 to 24 year olds to get their first jabs and then their second jabs after 8 weeks because it's that second jab that'll give you the maximum protection by having these jabs you're less likely less likely to catch covid less likely to develop serious symptoms therefore less likely to be admitted to hospital to die and less likely to spread it to other people so By getting both your jabs, you're protecting yourself, but also making sure others around you on the dance floor are also safe.
1: Absolutely, because we don't want socially distanced dancing. That, that isn't how it works. That is not good. We want everybody being able to get together yeah. and have an absolutely brilliant time. And uh, moving to the music is vitally important for us, for our mental health, as well as yeah, the physical benefits that come from it too. But So we do need to be protected, and the legislation that's due to come in later in this year is there mm-hmm. to encourage people to do it, but born out of that need to ensure that we do not pass this on on the dance floor.
9: Exactly, and at the end of September... People or well, young people and everyone who wants to go to a club will be required to show the NHS COVID pass, to show proof of vaccination, to show they've had both of their jabs. Absolutely key to make sure you're safe and those around you are safe. As a DJ myself, I just want to make sure everyone's happy. There's also that idea that I need to know that on the dance floor, they're happy that they're feeling safe and that they're not worried that they're going to fall in well from COVID.
1: And with what you've seen over the last uh, you know, 16, 18 months, uh, we know that th- there is a need for this level of protection. And that goes for young and old. Just because you are you know, 18 through 24, it means you're a lower chance of being very, very ill, but you've got a higher chance of long COVID.
9: Well, yeah, it's interesting because at the start of the pandemic and even up until now, young people are less willing to take the vaccine because they think that it's not going to affect them. But my experience in hospitals is that ITUs are now filling up with younger patients between 18 and 30. They're filling up all the beds. Um, when I was working last week, I had to admit a 22-year-old boy, normally fit and well, very athletic, very healthy, but he was struggling to, to breathe. He couldn't even get out two words without having to take like deep breaths. So, yeah, we need to be very, very proactive in pushing the vaccine to everyone. But today, let's make our focus at the young people who, who need to... Get these as soon as possible.
1: Absolutely, gaps in the population not being vaccinated will help variants develop and we know we, we, this is a coronavirus, it's the same sort of family as the common cold and we know that the common cold produces variants like they're going out of fashion this at least has so far touched been a little bit slower and given us a chance to actually develop a vaccine that is still effective we need to make sure people are vaccinated whilst it's effective otherwise we could end up with uh, you yeah, know the dance floors being the, the source of an increase in uh, problems for all age groups
9: and at the start of the pandemic we weren't in that fortunate position to have any evidence we were Facing unknowns, unpredictabilities, even my most senior colleagues, the consultants, were faced with unbelievable challenges and having to learn on the job. We're in this position now where we've had 18 months to to understand the virus a little bit better, develop vaccines which have gone through the rigorous clinical trials processes, and now actually bring them to people who need them.
1: And it's like a we know this is as safe as uh, the vaccine, any vaccine can be. Uh, yes, there'll always be a small number of side effects. The, the younger age group we're looking at here will be taking the Pfizer vaccine, which uh, has got a, a hugely reduced risk uh, compared to uh, the uh, AstraZeneca in that age group. But even then, the, the risk that there is from taking the vaccine is minuscule compared to the risk of actually getting COVID. And
9: that's, that's spot on. Most people who have the vaccines don't develop any side effects whatsoever. Some people do develop side effects, but these are very mild. Typically, just a sore arm where you've had the, the vaccine, you might feel a bit unwell. Generally, headaches, body aches, slightly feel, you might feel sick. But rest and simple painkillers like paracetamol are usually enough to help you. But always remember, there are healthcare professionals on hand use Mm -hmm. trusted sources such as the NHS website to reassure you and to get the information you need if you have any concerns whatsoever. Mm.
1: And it's it's, it's about going to a source which actually has an interest in telling you about your health. The NHS wouldn't be wanting to give you a vaccine if it was going to make you ill and cause more work for themselves. There is a logic there to listening to what the NHS has
9: to say. There's so much misinformation out there. So as you said, we we need to go to trusted sources, places that actually want you to to be healthier and are based on evidence that is key based on evidence what you read on social media probably isn't if it's telling you information that goes against what we're saying here so yeah you go to the nhs website and speak to your doctor or a healthcare professional if you have any questions at all
1: absolutely okay on to the fun stuff because your mm. djing is renowned going across the uk broadcasting from your kitchen half a lockdown but uh, you're actually going to be out there in real life uh, with the uh, fat boy slim in the coming weeks aren't you
9: That's right so I mean I've been doing music all my life playing instruments going to dance music whilst I was a medical student at university during the pandemic doing DJ sets in my scrubs from my kitchen and called at N8 sessions to make myself feel good but also my colleagues and everyone stuck in lockdown and it's just gone from strength to strength with huge huge support and um, to have the support of Fatboy Slim him inviting me him on his UK tour in November is just overwhelming and actually it's not quite clicked yet i was at a festival last week playing on my first ever main stage and i met fat boy slim backstage and he waved at me he knew who i was <laughs> i couldn't believe it i could not believe it he's my absolute idol <laughs> you're a celebrity <laughs> dj now come on you expect this please <laughs> not at all when you're doing live streams <laughs> in your kitchen you're playing you're, you're performing to numbers on a screen it'll be like 100 100 more. but who are these people you don't see them in front of you you see them when you're on stage and that's what i live for
1: but well, it's going to be uh, good to be able to to get back into these venues. It's like it is happening now, but. Yeah, we need people to be lateral flow testing, both especially now, but certainly going forward as well to make sure they don't accidentally pass something on. And you might have to miss one night out or a couple of nights out during a 10-day isolation, but it will save lives. It will stop other people becoming ill. And as you said, the, uh, the, the vaccine itself, you might get the, uh, yeah, something that feels like a bit like the after effects of a really good night out at the worst. So, you know, it isn't
9: really a lot of trouble to anybody, is it? Not at all. The side effects are very mild. And they'll give you the protection you need and, and everyone, around, everyone else around you.
1: So where do we go for more information and to reassure ourselves and to, uh, to book a jab?
9: For more information about the vaccines and coronavirus, head to the NHS website or speak to your healthcare professional or a doctor. With regards to booking in your jab, you can either call 119, visit nhs.uk, or you can visit one of the walk-in centres or pop-ups to attend and you can get your jab there and there.
1: And we have got the vaccine bus heading around the city of Wolverhampton and 30 drop in centres. So, if you want to find out more about where you can get your vaccine in Wolverhampton, wolverhampton.gov.uk forward slash local vaccine, and you can check out the details there. But say so it's a simple case of walking in, getting the jab, and say so you, you, you'll, you'll barely notice you've had it done, most likely, will you?
9: You'll barely notice it. You might have a bit of a sore arm. You might feel like you've got a bit of a headache or a bit under the weather for a day or so, but you'll bounce back in no time. Mm, if you absolutely. have any worries, just speak to your doctor.
1: That's the way to do it. Oh, Bedalia, I mean, the nation's DJ and doctor, all rolled into one. Thank you for joining us.
9: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, that's your lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 633. Back with episode 634 next week. I look forward to having you along. See you then. ta for now.
0: Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the milk bar, goodbye from the milk bar, yeah, goodbye from the milk bar, yeah.